Hello all you mad lads and mad lasses out there, this is Joker. I just wanted to go ahead and throw out a disclaimer for parts 1 and 2 of episode 13, as I'm a dumbass and did not take into consideration that there would be echo from a USB mic, XLR mic combo for this episode. Uh, You get to hear Jordan very well, but myself uh, is very echoey. And then on top of that, again, dumbass move on my part, I turned down my mic output. So I'll be low and echoey for the majority of these two parts. Please bear with us. It won't last. The next episode 14 will be so much better. Um, But yeah, thanks again. And we will see you on the other side. Peace. So welcome to the only podcast where we are crazier than the life you deal with daily. This is the Madhouse. I'm Joker. And then today, of course, I am joined by Unreal, a.k.a. Jordan, who is a part of the Madhouse community. Hello, everyone. And lives local to me. So today, oh God, we are going to be talking about X-Men Origins. Wolverine. So the first standalone Wolverine movie. They did it justice. portion in there where I was I was highly confused at why they made it so uh comic like but I'll, we'll get to that part later okay when we get to that particular part of the movie so doing it justice what do you mean by that like is there a particular part that you feel or is it just in general um in general, really, because sometimes when they do origin stories, they do things that just kind of ruin it. Mm-hmm. They don't. They added some things. They changed some things, but they. I feel like they did the movie justice. Okay. Now, so where we start out with, I found out via the wiki page um, for the movie, is that. Uh, we start out in the 1800s originally. We all knew that as far as Wolverine's original years on Earth. Right. Um, those that wa- listened to the movies, watched the cartoons, and partaked in the original comic books that talked about the Weapon X in the 90s, I believe it was, was when the uh, Weapon X uh, series of comics came out. We talked about or they talked about him being born in the 1800s right so we got a little bit of clarification via the wiki page which we don't necessarily know how accurate it is unless we look at the script itself but they're saying around 1845 so this would have been well after the revolutionary war Mm -hmm. and just prior to the civil war yes because it was what 1880 1880s, I think, was the Civil War. I believe so. God, you think I'd I'd remember these things by now? Uh, let's see. They went through so many wars; it's kind of hard to keep up. Uh, 1865 was the end date. Okay. So, yeah, that's about right. About 20 years. So, yeah, he would have been fairly young back then. Yeah, he would have been 20s, early Because he was in 1845, if that was the time frame that they're giving us, because Logan, or James, as they called him, yeah. James Logan, um, was what looked like about 8, 9-ish. 
because Victor looked yeah. about 12 to 14. Yeah. About right. Yeah. As far as the depictions. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, he would have been in his 20s or so uh, during the Civil War. Yeah. All right, so after that, of course, or during this first scene, of course, Logan, or James, is sick in bed as a child. And this, of course, is when his powers first show face. Yes. Now, we find out that um, his father, Logan, was... Uh, yeah. So we find out that um, his father is there still an echo? No, there shouldn't be now. Yeah, we're definitely gonna have to pay the money to get dynamic mics. This is this is trash. Here, let me turn mine down. Maybe. Didn't sound that echoey when we when we did the other ones. But whatever. Yeah, it'll happen. You just got to remember to tap it on. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Anywho. Um, what was I get? What was I saying? Oh, yeah. So we find out that James or Wolverine's dad isn't really his dad. Um, his wife. Or his mother slept with one of the groundskeepers, which was Thomas Logan, apparently. Oh, Howlett is his real name. James Howlett. Yep. This is so stupid. I'm having a blast right now. <laughs> I can imagine. Um, but the groundskeeper who was uh, Thomas Logan, which is also... Victor's father, which they knew about. They, well, I think the mother did, but I'm not entirely sure that the father did. Because he kind of died before anything could be really identified. Okay. So, <laughs> this is going to be horrible. So bad so bad um all right so when we get through that of course uh the groundskeeper kills mr howlett and announces himself as the boy's father so then i'm guessing after that when logan and victor run away that's when he picks up the logan name Probably because it's never really been explained where he got the name. We kind of just figured that it was a name that he just chose after he left the group. Yeah. Okay. So from there, they'd run off and then they go through all the wars Civil War, World War One, World War Two. I was thinking the Korean War, but According to the wiki, they didn't do the Korean War. They just skipped straight to Vietnam War in the 1970s. So they completely uh, lapsed the Korean War, which happened in the 60s. And that's where they meet Stryker for the first time. Is in 1970, what was it, 75? Something like six years later. So... 1973. Oh, okay, I see it. Yeah, so somewhere in 1970, early 1970s. Late 1970s, he's already a part of Stryker's team, and they're heading to... Uh, are, they've already done their thing during the 70s as a team of Strikers. Um, so it's Wade Wilson which is, oddly enough, in human form in the 70s as an adult, uh, presumably in his mid to early 20s. So that would put him born in 1950, which already is a conflict with the current Deadpool movies. Now, with that, we've got... So we've got Wade Wilson, John Rafe, 
who was also known as Castriel, or Kestriel, um, who was at one point uh, lured to be Nightcrawler's father, which, of course, we find out in Apocalypse that's not the case. Yeah, because Nightcrawler's father is supposed to be Azazel. Yes, and that's confirmed in the next movie, in the Apocalypse movie-ish. But um, it was at one point lured, hence why John Wraith, or Kestrel, has the same teleportation style powers minus the cloud of smoke. Um, but Sabretooth or Victor, Blob, Christopher Bradley, who was by his mutant name known as either the Bolt and uh, Maverick. And then, um, yeah, that's it. Oh, and uh, what was Sharpshooter's name? Fuck. Zero. 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 That's right. All right, so we've got those going on. Let's look at that spot. There we go. Now try it. Maybe that won't echo as bad. Maybe? Oh, no. That's, that's probably just as bad. <laughs> Oops. Well, let me turn this down. Is it still bad echo? Because I can't hear it even if I... Here, let's do that. Maybe that'll help. It'll, I'll overpower it. Who knows? <laughs> anyway. Uh, let's see. Oh, yeah, yeah, make clips. clips. Go ahead, make, make clips. clips. I need clips. Um, back on track. So they're in the plane. They get. They find the animantium, and then or the source of the animantium, and then Wolverine decides to leave the team. Yes. And according to this, it's about a year or six years after the team broke up where you find Logan as a logger in the Canadian mountains and he's now with new girlfriend, Kayla Silverfox. Uh, Silverfox, of course, we all, or those that follow the X-Men universe, um, know that she is actually a mutant who is an empath of sorts where she can basically or she's a telepath a tactile telepath she has to touch them yeah to control their mind so up to this point like as far as the movie and everything what what are your thoughts I think I did uh I think it really shows um, the difference between um, Victor and Logan because you see as they went through all the wars, the Civil War, um, World War One, World War Two, Vietnam, you see um, Logan slowly start to have more empathy than Victor. Victor starts to just decline as Logan just, he can't he's like he can't, he just he can't do it anymore. Like at first it was who he was, but then he started to grow to be a different person. Whereas Victor just became literally the animal that he's named after, really. I mean, he literally became a hunter of everyone. Hey. <laughs> Alright. So, yeah, I mean, he, he was a beast. I mean, and they told a story, or Silver Fox told him a story while she was still under in the role of his girlfriend without him really knowing any different but when striker and zero were coming in at that point um he was at work and 
they were trying to recruit him. Because mm-hmm. at this point, Victor had gone off the beaten path according to the way the plot shows and killed uh, Bradley, who was Bolt slash Maverick, mm-hmm. while he was doing circus E stuff type stuff. Yeah. Now, when they did that, or he portrayed him as a killer off the rocks and tried to to initiate the pit of Logan versus Sabretooth. And what is interesting from there is that they play to that by killing Kayla, killing Silver Fox, after she dropped him off. Yep. So, of course, Logan finds her. Then he goes and joins Stryker later and gets injected finally with the animantium. After his fight with Victor the first time. Yes, his first fight in the woods, right? Uh, no, they were at like a... Oh, the bar. The bar. That's right. He found. He tracked them back to the bar. Yeah. So, and then, of course, that's when it came out that they're both and it's this was the lumberjack bar if i remember correctly the famous lumberjack bar because the lumberjack was sitting out front yeah of the bar yeah and so he goes back to striker's other facility which actually wasn't um at alkali lake because three mile island is in pennsylvania technically that's supposed to be Alkali Lake, but because when they go back for, like, the origin story, like, anyway, when they go back, he starts to have some memories, but that is supposed to be Alkali Lake to where Logan began, but I don't... I don't think that they, I think they did it a different way. Yeah, so what what the consideration here is, is that he moved to um, Three Mile Island for the advanced research. Yes. But when he created Logan as Weapon X or Weapon 10, it was at Alkali Lake facility. Yes. Now, see, that would help make sense to the storyline but it still gets confusing especially if you don't pay attention to the lore because i know i'm very lacking in it myself but um but yeah so they end up his new facility as a three mile island in pennsylvania is a nuclear facility and um in the process he get or excuse me let me back up i'm getting ahead of myself he gets the animantium injection. He hears Stryker telling one of the other scientists to erase his memory. Yes. Wakes up, does the scene where he comes out of the water, ripped and torn, fucking <laughs> muscles everywhere, hairy muscles everywhere, and yells as the water's falling all over him. And then he runs out of the facility, naked, jumps over the waterfall. That was a long waterfall scene. Yeah, I was gonna say that was what. That was that was at least like a good like two hundred ten seconds. Oh yeah, ten seconds of his naked ass falling. No, that was about like three seconds. The rest was just plain waterfall. I'm like, this is a long scene. Oh yeah, because yeah, he he kind of fell behind the waterfall, and then it was just water and no splash, obviously because of the waterfall. <laughs> Yeah. All right. So from here, let's see. From that scene, he goes into the barn naked. Yep. And the farmer and his wife see him on their way back to their house. Um, in this process, of course, uh, the farmer's wife is like, "I think there's a naked man in our barn." <laughs> was hilarious like the fuck <laughs> what is going on okay yeah that thank you uh captain obvious but <laughs> all right um but 
Logan attaches himself to the couple because they are reminded of their son who I'm assuming died in the previous war because they were about the same size and build. Uh, he had a motorcycle, got a jacket from them. After he, in the awkward teen-like fashion, destroyed their sink, <laughs> their shelf, and their water the, heater. Yeah, the 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 radiator. He cut. Yeah, the, he cut. The, he cut the the valve off. Of yeah, because <laughs> he's checking out his his new animantium claws that he's never had before. Yeah, it's like a teen boy looking at his penis erection for the first time pretty much because like he's 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 looking at him and everything's fine but then when the farmer comes up to tell him that dinner's ready he like moves so quick that he just slices the sink in half and it's through like everything. through everything it's just like slow your roll just chill <laughs> <laughs> yeah so he has dinner um, he's wearing the kids' clothes, or their kids' clothes, and then he sleeps in the barn, wakes up, farmer comes out with the son's leather jacket when he's, Logan's sitting on the bike. And seems like a nice little touching scene kind of thing. And then farmer's wife comes out with, I guess, tea, breakfast, breakfast and about the give it to him and then she gets shot by zero yep like a mile away a couple times actually twice yeah and then um farmer gets hit logan grabs a farmer and then the helicopter comes over the hill after he over the radio says logan just killed two civilians mm-hmm so blames the death of them on Logan. And from there, they proceed to try to blow him up from the Huey, the helicopter. And he, of course, rides out in flames on the motorcycle. And then a chase ensues, and Logan kills Zero pretty much by... Um, he uses his claws to oh, yeah. start a fire off of the, uh, the rocks. Fuel, yeah, from the fuel after he's cut the blades and the helicopter's crashed. Yep. And he hears, oh, you were trying to kill me. Motherfucker, I got you. <laughs> <laughs> Boom! That was a good one. Uh, yeah, that, that, was, that was pretty well done. Um. By the way, up to this point, it is the 80s now. Like, roughly about 81 is when this is this movie is set. Just FYI. If you want to try to keep along with the chronological order of it as well. Um, so he walks away, and then he's in the process of trying to find um, Sabretooth, or Victor at this point. And he goes and meets up with John Rafe. And the blob, which this is. <laughs> Are we still good? Okay, that was odd. Did not know that happened. Um, sorry for those watching on Twitch. We had a we had a glitch. Um, anyway. <laughs> um. So now we are I can't even I don't even know did they say what location that the boxing ring was in the training facility that Rafe was at Um Oh Las Vegas Oh okay Oh yeah there it is right there Ha ha but yeah, so the blob blew up instead of being muscular like he was during the team days. He's now a fat slob, which we all know from, if you've watched the animated series, you've seen the blob as just that, a blob of a human being with juggernaut-esque abilities. Yeah, but they've put it for him having a, what is it, 
guilt-induced eating disorder instead of just how his mutation went. Yeah, because in this cartoon, he was just fat. Like yeah. it, it's like a th almost like a thyroid issue in a sense once he gained his powers. Yeah. So the whole fight scene between Logan and the Blob. What did you think about that one? That was hilarious. That that was just hilarious because like even though he has the adamantium skeleton now, he he can't make any damage to his body to Blob's body whatsoever until the Blob does a headbutt. And then it's like, bone on bone. Hmm. There might be something here. Yeah, because um, up until that point, he didn't really shudder at any of the hits that Logan was throwing his way. Yeah. Until he, the Blob, headbutt Logan. And Logan was like, wait, what? <laughs> and he kind of shudders, or the Blob shudders a little bit. And that's when he's like, okay. And now then, I got you. yeah, the ending the, to end the fight, he jumps from the, the ropes rope. and just brings his elbow down straight down on his head. Yeah, and knocks him out. It was great. So from there, uh, they find out that they need to go, uh, I believe, to Louisiana because um, John Wraith and the Blob know about someone who's been to Three Mile Island. And they go to Louisiana, New Orleans, and meet a favorite mutant of mine, Remy LeBeau, Gambit. <laughs> the man with the magic cards, which they never really explained what his mutation was. Like, you only see that he can control cards, that his eyes glow red. When he uses, I guess, his mutation, which I guess you can say is like a t type of magic mm -hmm. to the cards. And it's like this energy is in these cards. And when you throw it at them, or if he throws it at someone, it does something to them and like knock them back. And then he has a staff, which he can use that same magic through. But other than that, they really don't really explain what his abilities are, at least in the movies. Yeah. Um, yeah, in the movies, they, he really doesn't have... He has maneuverability, and he has, um, like, the control over the staff primarily, because in the fight scene with Logan, he used it to climb the wall. So taking what presumably would be just a generic metal staff and then shoving it through brick as he climbs the wall to get away from him. This is where I was talking about the comic-esque part of it that was didn't make sense to me was when um, Gambit's trying to get away, he's in the fire escape on the side of the building, and you see Wolverine just slashing and hacking at a very comical rate uh, to cut down the... Uh, the... Um, fire escape so that's what i was talking about that i didn't like yeah that 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 kind of added a cartoonish um thing to it that that did not um but it was hilarious they, they gotta add some type of uh comedy to to it or that movie would have been like straight dark after um the death of his wife or girlfriend? Girlfriend. Yeah, girlfriend. after Silver Fox. The death of Silver Fox. Yeah, it was it was a lot of drama in the movie versus like superhero type stuff. Like you would honestly think that this was more along the lines of a DC movie than a Marvel movie. Yeah. Excuse me. Um, all right. So after the fight with LeBeau, he's like, I want to know where Victor's at. Blah, blah, blah. Take me to Three Mile Island. This is also, I think, where we see his 
first real fear of flying because Wolverine's always had a fear of flying. Well, no, when we we kind of see, well, it's gotten worse, but we first see it um uh, when they were on their way, when they, he was still part of the group, when they were on their way to Africa. You can tell by the way he's sitting and trying not to basically hurl his guts out. Oh, they did mention it during the team flight. Okay, I, I forgot about that. Yeah, so they that was shown there, but it then, um, which is kind of ironic because they said if we were meant to fly, we would have been born with wings, or we would have had wings, which is just, in the mutant world, that's kind of ironic. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and, and I think it was alluding to Angel, who, because by this point in the 80s, I th- he was supposed to have met angel uh maybe because if we go by the movies wise then no but if we go in chronic uh in like the timeline wise of like how these movies take place then probably well i'm i'm alluding to more or less the original comics because angel was a part of the original team and Angel was a part of the team back in the 60s and 70s. Chronologically. Possibly. Probably. So, yeah, yeah that's a good possibility. Alright, so here's another thing that is definitely way off from the other parts. Is that uh, definitely not going in line with what most x-men fans are going to be used to as far as who is where and what because in this case this is the 80s and remy lebeau is well into his 20s but in the comics him and rogue are very close in age oh yeah that's true so that that is is one thing that i didn't like about them depicting him in this time or this universe, because they definitely put Rogue and Gambit too far apart from each other, because by the time Rogue is depicted in the late 90s, early 2000s, as a young teenager, that would put Remy LeBeau well into his 30s. Yeah, that's, honestly, that's probably why they had her and Iceman uh, Mm. together. Yeah, that is right, because they depicted them as a couple. Uh, So once they get to Three Mile Island and the little John boat of a plane that that they were flying in that Gambit said that he won off of Jacks Over Sevens, right? Jacks Over Fives. Jacks Over Fives, that's right. Uh, They get to Three Mile Island, Logan finds out that Kayla's still alive and finds out her mutant abilities at that point. And yep. he, he, actually he actually starts to walk away, just walk away from the island, the whole shindig and scenario. Until Victor shows up. Because then he, because he's watching this entire time hidden in the shadows. Stryker not knowing that he's there. And when, um, after Logan leaves, you know, Victor jumps down and says, you let him go. And Stryker's like, now's not the time. There's still plenty of time. Just have to be patient. Yeah, so before he said that to Victor, he said the same thing to Kayla Silverfox about her sister. Yep. Because her sister was a part of his experiments. Yep. And that's when she realized, wait, he's just using us. Yep, pretty much. Because Kayla was indebted to Stryker due to her sister and letting her go, hence why she did everything she did to Logan initially. And from there is when she kind of brought it up, hey, he's using us, fuck Stryker. And then when she tries to leave, I guess, Victor grabs her by the throat and she screams out loud enough for Logan to hear which I somehow he's got superhuman hearing now. It's been shown that he's had 
some type of enhanced hearing and sense of smell. Because he smelt the um, dead animal before he found uh, Kayla's body, quote-unquote. Um, he smelt the dead animal, whatever. I can't remember what, what kind of animal it was. It was just a head. But the animal that Victor killed and left close enough to him that he would pick up on it and see his claw marks on the tree. So he's he's had it. It's just never really been pronounced. Yeah. Um, and then that's when it comes out that um, Stryker's been working on a new Weapon X, Weapon 11, and which, of course, is he promptly calls the Mutant Killer. The Mutant Killer having all of the... A couple of mutants' powers, and I actually kind of wrote down which ones um, they resemble. So, Wolverine's regenerative abilities and his ability to um, extend blades from his fists or throughout his arms, uh, Cyclops's eyes, and Nightcrawler slash John Wraith's teleporting ability. Um, those are the primary ones that we see in this movie. Now, of course, Weapon e or Weapon Eleven being Deadpool, Wade Wilson. Um, in the process of finishing him up, they show that they cut his eyelids off, giving the typical diamond pattern to the eyes. Um, yeah, I'm wearing a Deadpool shirt, motherfuckers. It's the only uh, Marvel superhero that I decide to wear because he's the coolest one out there. Um, but they instead of claws or what would previously be bones, it was the katana blades, which I can only presume were manufactured out of the animantium that was left over because Wolverine can't cut them in half. Yeah. They... they yeah, because Wade had the efficiency in the movies. He had the efficiency in, like, the... Like, some type of, like, extra something. Basically, basically the martial arts. Yeah, basically. Dealing with katanas and blades and weaponry of all sorts. I mean, yeah. he was a mercenary, so he was proficient yeah. in all kinds of weaponry. Yeah, pretty much. Um, during his human form, he was called Deadpool as his mercenary name. Yep. Um but the team just called him Wade because, and they were like, "Do you ever shut up?" And then they get to the this stage where he presents himself as Weapon Eleven to Logan. He's like, "Oh, it looks like Stryker finally found a way to shut you up." I don't want to know what they did to his mouth because, like, that was just so. I was just like, Ew, oh, no. "Well, when he was laying on the gurney, I guess inactive before they activated him." Um, they showed stitches in his mouth when the general was there. Yeah. So I'm guessing it was like a skin graft over the stitches. And um, which alludes to the mask in this sense. I mean, it was a absolutely poor uh, depiction of the character at this point. Yeah, they... Then, then when he used... the When... Um, Weapon Eleven. Yeah. I can't call him Deadpool because that's, that's not, not Deadpool. Deadpool. That's even not Deadpool. Way, even Ryan Reynolds said that wasn't Deadpool. Yeah, that's not Deadpool. So when Weapon Eleven uses um, the lasers, the, la the uh, Scott's powers, they did the diamond, the blackening of yeah, the diamonds around of his the eyes stars. And, and like at before Deadpool came out. I liked that. That was kind of cool. But after seeing his actual story and his actual thing, I'm like, they butchered that character. I was I was highly disappointed. Yeah. And so they had the single katanas coming out of his hands, which those that watch Deadpool, the, the new Ryan Reynolds movies are absolutely rendiscent of the real Deadpool character uh, portrayed in comics, portrayed in everything. Um, the one from Wolverine Origins absolutely sucked ass. It was terrible. Um, but uh, 
with that, so the blades coming out, the laser eyes, that didn't make any sense. The only things to me that actually made sense of that character was the regenerative powers, because as soon as um, Logan stuck him in the chest, like the lower rib cage, with his blades, um, immediately they snapped too. And it was cool. The fighting style was indicative of a later Deadpool once he's been Deadpool for quite a while. Um, very quick on his feet and everything. So And the red pants. He did have red pants. Yes, he did have the red pants. He had the red pants, but that's about it. Everything else was just no. Nah. Yeah, because nah, he boy, didn't nah. even bleed when he got stuck. No. He didn't, and what I think they pulled that from, um, they copied that from Logan too much because, um, it it just it it wasn't Deadpool. They tried to make they tried to make Deadpool in their way in this movie instead of trying to go with, because there's there's a lot of things that they don't add up to the to the actual story to the movies there's a lot of things that they did in here that's not true and when they introduced this new mutant deadpool or weapon 11 they just tried something and just basically butchered it yeah and i mean it it shows especially when we move through um the actual deadpool movies later on because uh, they're in this lineage of the series that we'll be talking about. So, All right, and then towards the end, so after the fight, um, Logan climbs one of the uh, reactor towers and is met, and this is where we first see the teleport side from John Wraith. And, it, and it's more John Wraith-style than it is Nightcrawler-style teleport because... Of course, Nightcrawler teleports and there's a poof of blackish purple smoke. Um, but it would help make sense that Nightcrawler was a part of Stryker's experiments. And John Wraith wasn't actually in the facility. He was just a part of the team. Yes. Yeah. Because but we never really... We never really see any other teleportation except for those... Well, except for the last stand. We saw some teleportation from there. Mm -hmm. But not to the extent of John Wraith's, where you can kind of actually see his skeleton when he when he teleports. It's, it's more it's like, like particle it's like, teleportation versus yeah. just poof, I'm here, I'm there. Yeah, it's it's more like that then molecular then um nightcrawler and azazels mm -hmm. because nightcrawler is only blue because in the store in the comics mystique is his mother spoilers just saying oh yeah i forgot about that actually spoilers yeah, azazel, azazel and, and mystique get together yep and they have nightcrawler in the movies it's not a thing no whatsoever actually in the what was it? Last, not yeah. Last stand where Nightcrawler showed up, right? Second or United? Yeah, it was United. United. Um, one that she acts like she doesn't know him. Two, he is actually older than she is. Yep, and Azazel's not mentioned whatsoever. You don't, we don't see Azazel until first class. That's where he's mentioned. No, a, that's where you see him. Oh, that's right, and it. Apocalypse is where he's mentioned. Yes, because he's from Days of Future Past, unless things have changed. I don't know. I'm gonna have to re re when we rewatch him, then I'll figure it out. But he ends up dead, and along with the other, some other of the mutants that we've seen in First Class end up dead. So things might have changed. Who knows? But um. First class is the last time we see Azazel. 
And so, like, that's, like, the only time we see him. That's the only time we know anything about him. And we see, like, his markings is the same as Nightcrawler's. Okay. So, anyway, we get to the fight. He teleports up. And they start fighting. And Weapon 11 has him pinned back to him. Blade's stuck in his back and is about to decapitate Logan when Sabretooth shows up. Victor shows up, knocks him off, and then they proceed to fight together against him. And it takes a while, but Victor shows the regenerative powers and strength that Logan has from the beams because it doesn't destroy him like it does everything else. (laughs) And while... Uh, Eleven is focused on Victor. Logan runs around and decapitates him because he's his claws are super heated. And would it make sense since uh, Eleven's partial animanium at this point? Because they said they couldn't finish it. Yeah, they said the she said the the nurse that was working on him said the embalming process isn't done yet, and I'm like. Okay, don't know how that goes, but all right, because I was very, I was very confused when she said embalming, because I'm like, what? So they were injecting the anim- what animantium he had into him to embalm his skeleton. Okay, so yeah, so that would make sense, especially considering Scott's powers, Cyclops's powers can pretty much go through everything but adamantium adamantium from what we've seen yeah and that's where he was able to block it with his claws which there's huge fucking gaps in between them and how he didn't get hit by any of that i'll never understand but this is a movie yeah so his claw wolverine's claws are superheated cuts off his head and what was it you said? Because his head's decapitated and the beams are still coming out of his eyes as it spirals down inside the... Uh... I, I said, well... <laughs> I'm just sitting there watching it and I'm like, well, at least we know now that if Scott gets decapitated and he's using his powers, it's, his eye, his powers are still going to go. And it's just like kind of like Medusa. Well, that was without that would be without his his visor on because you remember he has to activate the release of it well yeah i know but that's what i'm just saying like if he got his head cut off and his glasses weren't on because he can't control Mm -hmm. that at all so if his glasses are off and he gets his head chopped off they'll still be going like cutting through everything cutting through everything just keep on going (laughs) be like all right how do we do this yeah (laughs) um and then, of course, we get to the end. Y'all proved me wrong because I was—I swore I saw him shoot six times. But anyway, Logan's carrying Kayla out because she got shot during the escape with the children. And after the reactor falls, or the reactor tower falls, um, Logan finds Kayla in the rubble. And he's carrying her away from the island, and then Stryker shows up with the Animanian bullets bullets in a six-round revolver. And he goes, shoots Logan twice in the back, mm-hmm. apparently only once in the chest, which I thought it was twice. No, because when he shot him in the shoulder, it only delayed him long enough just 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 for a moment and then he run and then he, he, run, and then he That's yeah right. so because after he hits he's still continuing to run striker gets a bit scared a lot scared actually and starts sprinting so when logan runs up the broken reactor and jumps towards him striker does the headshot the single headshot right between the eyes and then he falls and then he double taps him in the head. So he had one bullet left, which he was going to use on Kayla. Yeah. But. And he got into range and she grabbed him. him. Yep. And that's where she's like, I should make you shoot yourself with this. Right. But she then makes him 
turn and walk until he can't walk no more. Right. And, of course, Logan comes to after a while, and LeBeau shows up behind him with or near Kayla. He's like, do you know who she is? And, oh. Lo- and just Logan's going, no. No. She's dead, so I don't care about her. I mean, I don't know what I can do for her. Like, you can kind of see it. Like, he felt something for a moment, but given the chaos and everything, he can't remember. He just... Fuck it. Can't do it. Yeah, so, um, with the animantium bullets, it was able to penetrate his skeletal system and damage his brain. Now, of course, his brain is going to regenerate, but the memories associated with those nerve clusters is gone. Right. Because there's nothing there for those new ones. So all the memories he has, of course, is shoved way back into his subconscious, which he can't recall right away. And so he doesn't remember anything for the last, what, 100 years of his life? Pretty much. Actually, almost... Almost 200 years. Well, 1840 something. 1845 to 19... What? 18... 37? Give him an eight-year-old. 144 years old. 144 by this point. For our audio listeners, I had to get my calculator from my phone. Yeah. So, 144 years of memory is gone. Like that. That's crazy. That's a lot. That's a lot of history. Just wiped out. Poof. Poof. And they leave, well, he leaves, goes off, and I guess Gambit goes off and does his own thing, too, or they leave together, I can't remember. Uh, no, Remy leaves, presumably to go back to New Orleans, because as the mutants that Logan freed beforehand um, were brought to safety with the help of Professor Charles Xavier, who we see, shows up in helicopter, who we see standing. Yeah, because he's using his. He was uh, interacting with young Scott, which yep. looked like about a teenager at this point. Yeah, he was about in high school, and but he had the glasses. Well, but this is and but and here's the thing: well, he, he had, had blinders on it during his stay with. Well, no, what I'm saying Stryker. is before Victor grabbed him, he had glasses on. He had red glasses on. Hmm. Yeah, he had red sunglasses on. But he and... didn't get that technology until after exactly. he met Xavier. Exactly. Because it was during his freshman-ish year of high school is when his powers developed in Ex- the school. Exactly. Exactly. You see where I'm going with this? You, you, you see my problems with this? Because at the end of this, when they're the mutants are lost, they don't know which way to go, and Scott hears Professor X tell him to go left, and after they meet each other, they finally get introduced introduced to each other, and I'm just going like, wait, wait, wait. Yeah, none of this. None, There's none plot of holes. This, none of this storyline with their interaction makes any sense. Yeah, there's a lot that doesn't make sense, but it's still a good movie. All right. So anyway, in credit or pre-credit roll, there's a scene where Stryker's walking yep. still down the road, um, somewhere in Pennsylvania. Yep. And MPs roll up in. Funny enough, a Stryker. Is what that vehicle was called. The irony. I love it. Yeah. The 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 armored vehicle that the MPs roll up on him is called a striker. Yeah. 
And anyway, so they say you, William, Colonel William Stryker, blah, blah, blah. Yes. Well, you're basically being charged with the murder of a general. Yep. And credits roll. And funny enough, what took us so long, honestly, what was the fact that there we were checking to see if there was a post-credit scene, yep. which there is. Yes. The post-credit scene is of Deadpool. Yeah. Uh, Wade Wilson. Uh, the skin graft is gone. The stitches are gone. And you see his blade, the katana blade, being sunken back into his arm. And then his arm moving like it's crawling, like he's trying to get out of the rubble. Of course, it's detached at this point. But it goes to his head, touches his head, and then his eyes open that are normal again. And you see him say, shh. Which is more towards actual Deadpool than anything we had seen the entire movie. Yeah, because that was very reminiscent of a Deadpool-esque. And, well, and, well in the beginning, before all this happened, like when they were still a group and they are talking and everything. When it was Wade Wilson. When it was Wade, yeah. That was a little bit more towards... Deadpool's personality than like the rest of it. Yeah. There were snippets, but but there wasn't a lot. Yeah. Um so that was the final scene in the movie post credits. Now, deleted scene that wasn't in the theatrical version but is in the DVD Blu-ray releases. You is a deleted scene. Was when they're in Africa. There is a part before this that they talk about a, a t- that group of people that they go and see at night. Yeah. Well, someone is there as a little slave girl. Storm. 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 A youngling, um, what looks, from the pictures I've seen, looks like she's about seven or eight. White hair. But she is, according to the lore, of course, Storm is the offspring of ancient magic, um, an ancient magic kingdom. Yeah. And she's embodied with the powers more of magic than anything. Yeah. Um, with the ancients of their, their culture, where she can manipulate the weather and anything, anything that deals with particles and atoms and molecular like that's how she's able to control the weather and she can do that on any world yeah according to the lore so but that was that deleted scene kind of eluded more towards the lore of storm but they deleted it from the theatrical version yeah and also kind of doesn't really make sense because scott is a teenager storm gene and Scott are, are are the same age. Yeah, but but she's but Jean's nowhere in this movie. Yeah, and according to the other movies, she would have been born by this time, but she would have only been about five or six. So would Scott. So would Scott and Storm was, if they wouldn't have deleted it, but I understand why they did because it did not fit the storyline, the plot line of this movie at all, but. She was about the only one that was the right age, about five or six in 81. Yeah. Because it was, what, 86, I think they um, did in Last Stand when they did the flashback going to her house? I think so. It was in the the late 80s, middle, late 80s. So... If they if they would have used a different mutant with like an exploding like some type of power somewhat like Scott's but like not like the exact replica, I think that would have been better yeah. and probably made more sense because the way they have these things going is just moving everybody around. Yeah, it's so like, so ugh. what we're getting at is this side of the Marvel universe um, definitely is not as intricate as 
the Avengers side of Marvel because they've they went real in depth with lore back and forth in the MCU versus the X Men universe. Yeah, they really stuck to everything. Like talking about cheeseburgers. I mean, yeah. Um, Tony Stark's uh, uh, love for cheeseburgers um, after he died and uh, Happy's talking to his daughter she wants cheeseburgers yeah so. exactly like they they did the details right so like minus, every... minus spider-man mcu spider-man is completely different from there there's from a the true spider-man they kind of made up for it though in well the new one the, yeah. the no, newest one they made up for yeah, it no way home they finally gave this the mcu's peter parker a true spider-man story yeah because he finally lost some money.
Hello, all you mad lads and mad lasses. Hello, all you mad lad. Hello? Hello? This is me.